Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening, and before we get started, I want to give a new listener shout out. So welcome to Rylander, Jesse, Grant, and Ashton. I'm so grateful that you are joining us on your journey to growing your own food and homesteading where you live. Remember, if you want a chance to have a shout out, then follow us on Podbean and hopefully your name will appear in an upcoming episode. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some tasks that we can do in the garden to get things going because spring is on the way. And I hope you're as excited about getting into the garden as I am. It's been a gorgeous weekend here in Utah and my hubby and I have got some serious tasks checked off our homestead honeydew list um, and we were actually able to spend some time um, with the dogs doing some agility training and obedience training with them which was great not just because the doggies really need it but it was great just to spend time together as a family and talk about the goals for the garden this year and I really hope that you have enjoyed the mini training series on intensive gardening over the last few weeks If you enjoyed those episodes and you want to learn more about growing your own food, then join the Grow Your Own Food Academy. There's a special offer in the podcast description just for you, and the Garden Gate isn't open long for Grow Your Own Food Academy, so this is the 2021 opening, so get in whilst you can, because doors are going to be closing on March the 14th, so make sure you get in and uh, carry on learning with me. Get a great chance to ask lots of questions about how your garden grows and get some help when you're getting stuck. But for now, let's dig in and talk about some garden tasks that we can do, right? Because there's a lot that's going to be going on this month, right? March is great, not just because it's my birthday this month, but there's so much that we can be doing in the garden. And if your soil is able to be worked, so that means you can get in with a garden fork or a hand trowel and dig in there comfortably, uh, basically the soil isn't frozen or waterlogged, then you're in great shape to get prepping the soil. And if you're a regular listener or you're even a current member of the Grow Your Own Food Academy, you know that I love the soil and I always talk about getting the soil ready because if the soil's healthy, everything else just kind of follows on naturally from there. So if your soil can be worked, think about sowing some spring cover crops or hardy spring vegetables if you're in a mild area. And you can even plant bare root fruit trees, plants and uh, plants like uh, strawberries, currants, boysenberries, raspberries, blackberries, and even grapes. So you're very lucky if you are in um, an area that you can do that. But if your soil is frozen or waterlogged, then don't step on it. We don't want to compact the soil. We want those plant roots to be able to penetrate and get the nutrients. And if you were listening to that intensive gardening series, that's kind of what we talked about and kind of the purpose of us doing that double digging was to be able to help those plant roots get down and do what they need to be doing. Now there's definitely some things that you can be planting uh, now. Um, so things like broad beans or fava beans um, can be sown in March and in the UK and even in mild areas of the, the US like Pacific Northwest and Southern states, they're a great crop to get started with because not only are they going to build your soil, um, but they're also pretty uh, tolerant of those cooler weathers and they produce an early crop of beans, which is great because most beans have to go in after the risk of the frost is Pass. So fava beans or broad beans are a great option there. 
Peas are another member of the legume family, so they are great for building the soil, but they like the cooler weather as well. Um, so for many places like zone five and above gardens, you can start to be thinking about putting your peas in around the end of March to the middle of April. If you're in those cooler areas, then you're going to be waiting probably until middle of April before you can get those in. Early March is really the last chance that you have to prune shrubs that flower on new woods, so things like roses or fuchsias. Um, it's also really the last chance that you have for pruning apples and pears before spring gets here and they start flowering. Um, so um, if you can prune uh, while it is still cool and uh, really early, early March is the absolute last chance that you have because um, we don't really want to be pruning too much especially when they are trying to flower um, so get in there and prune out things like damaged or diseased branches or branches or twigs that are rubbing up against each other because if they're rubbing up against each other that's going to be an entry point for disease to happen so um, cut the, the weaker looking one off it's also a good chance to smear some petroleum jelly around the tree trunk or get some grease bands up and around those uh, apple trees and pears to trap that codling moth from laying in your apples and pears. Because remember in spring, that female moth will kind of crawl up the tree and go set up home um, in your apples. So we don't want to be finding worms in our apples. So now's a good chance to set out those traps and start doing that integrated pest management. Speaking of pruning, now is a really good time to prune full fruiting raspberry canes uh, and those blackberry canes that you forgot to do in autumn um, or even those um, summer bearing raspberry canes. You want to be pruning those back a little bit and we often forget in the fruit garden to add some compost and mulch. So add compost and mulch around fruit bushes and fruit canes and even give your trees some compost and mulch too like you don't want to be putting the mulch and compost all the way up to the stem and you definitely don't want to kind of pile it high up around stems or the trunks there um, you want to kind of keep it flat um, and, and remember like with trees that their feeder roots are actually below the drip line of the branches so that's kind of right below where the branch limbs reach out to so that widest point and if you imagine that it was raining and water was kind of dripping off at those points, that's your drip line. And that's kind of where those feeder roots are. So that's where you want to be kind of concentrating your uh, compost and mulches around those those areas. Um, but now's a really good time to get your mulch ordered too and beat that spring rush. Um, put in your mulch order for local delivery. It might actually be cheaper for you to do that, um, to order bulk uh, mulch rather than buying it in bags from uh, the big box store. And if you are looking at converting over to an intensive garden, you don't have any compost, then get your compost ordered too. Um, again, it's it's so much cheaper to be doing it that way. And sometimes your local uh, city dump or uh, the tip, as we call it in England, um, they have mulch and compost available to order that is so much cheaper um, than getting it from um, a private company 
so that might be worth you looking into as well okay this one is probably not going to be your favorite thing to do in march but now's a good time to order your soil testing kits if you haven't got one and i know everybody's kind of scared about doing your soil testing but really knowing the ph and nutrient levels in your soil is going to help your garden thrive later as you can work to correct those imbalances and get the soil to where it needs to be because remember that healthy soil is what's going to help give your plants the ability to fight off pests and diseases and also grow healthy for you and provide healthy nutritious um you know produce for you so you know having a soil testing kit is a really good tool um to use in the garden because you're going to be able to make sure that you know you've got the right level of nutrients that are in there now it's also a really good time to turn your compost march is great to um, get in there turn your pile and rebuild uh, your compost pile or, or even build a new compost pile i've been seeing on the um the facebook group of you guys um sharing your composters and what you're wanting to achieve and um, there was um somebody on the group had this really great like four composter setup and um i i was really thrilled um to see it inspiring other people into getting a similar setup so um if you're listening that was a wonderful thing to share thank you so much i love to see people's composting setups because compost is really something that we should be proud of and something that we should do more of in the garden so don't be afraid of your compost pile. Don't hide behind your compost pile. I want to see how you compost. And really, March, brilliant time to get in and do some turning in there and rebuilding because turning it each week this month, especially if it's mild weather, is going to help deter critters from setting up shop in there and also help add oxygen back into that compost pile and help start breaking the materials down it's one of the best ways to help kickstart a stagnant pile is to get some oxygen in there and you know really help those uh microbes get you know started again and they need oxygen to do that um, and if you're converting to an intensive garden then you're going to be needing compost to add as you double dig your garden bed so bear that in mind and organic gardens anyway are going to benefit from a couple of inches of compost from being spread on them to help replace those nutrients lost from the previous year's garden anyway so even if you're not looking at doing an intensive garden and just a normal garden compost helps all gardens so make sure to add some this month if it's not covered in snow let's talk about weeds for a minute because tackling weeds while they're small in the vegetable garden or the flower garden or anywhere really um is a good thing to do especially when they're small march if you're in the uk or some of the more mild areas here in the us like the southern states or pacific northwest and stuff um you might see weeds that are already starting to pop up in the garden and remember that one year's seeding is seven years weed right that's that's a very popular uh, gardener's saying and you know getting in there and using a hoe to take care of the weeds or covering things with the mulch or cardboard or something to smother out those weeds is going to make things a lot easier for you in the long run and believe me the sooner that you start kind of doing the the weeding activities the easier it's kind of going to be for your plants to get established because they're not going to get overrun by the weeds um, and also 
you know, weeds are kind of telling you something about your garden. It's telling you that it's a good time to start planting stuff because the weeds are coming up. So you could be replacing those weeds coming up with something like a green manure if you're not ready to plant in that space just yet. Or maybe if you've got those cool weather crops that are ready, um, you know, things like the, the collards, the kale, leeks, uh, celery, those kind of things. Um, you know, now's a good time to be getting those things out under some frost protection because uh, it's still going to be a little bit cooler for these things. But having that blanket of frost fleeces or floating row cover is going to help them settle in just fine. Now, let's talk about sorting your seeds, because if you've acquired new seeds, um, you know, just just because you wanted to acquire more seeds um, or you've actually been intentionally shopping for them, um, then now is a good time to organize them and plan where you're going to grow them in your garden. And, you know, if you have a lot of seeds in a collection, like you've started a, a seed bank, then now's a good time to kind of take a look through them and see how old some of your seeds are. Um, if you've got older seeds, then you probably want to be thinking about how to um, start growing that out. Um, so the seed is going to still be good, right? It's still going to um, grow. So now's a good time to, you know, sit down, have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and uh, figure out what it is that you're going to be planting and what seeds that you have and what you need to buy and uh, even start getting together a list of things that you might need to replace at the end of the season um, or maybe start seed saving this year and planning that into your garden goals for the year. Now, of course, it wouldn't be March and nearly spring without talking about starting some seeds. March is a great time to start tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, okra, things like that for warm weather crops, right? You could also start things like loofah or bitter melon seeds as well um, but it's not just a good time to start these warmer weather crops it's also a good time for those cool weather crops so if we're in you know slightly uh, colder areas we can be starting our cool weather crops like lettuce collards cauliflower leeks celery cabbage kale all of these things and um, which can actually be planted outside so much earlier than those frost sensitive warm weather crops and they need to go out earlier as well to be able to grow before you know your warmer weather crops need to be really um, getting the space and being able to um, get fully established especially if you're in a, a short season area um, so take some time to plan out what it is that you're wanting to be growing and what those timings are going to be looking like because you're probably not going to be wanting to put in tomatoes uh, where you've planted your cabbage seedlings because there's not going to be enough time or room for those to um, get established as the other ones coming out but maybe you can get some early lettuce or spinach in and then take those out and put in tomatoes um, or peppers or eggplants afterwards so have a think about that. Uh, remember that your uh, warm weather crops can't go out until after the last spring frost day and all risk of frost has passed. So just bear that in mind. Don't get too excited with the warm weather that is approaching. Make sure that the frost has definitely 
past um, so you don't end up ruining those uh, frost sensitive plants uh, by planting them too early. Um, for many people towards the middle of the month, early potatoes, carrots, early beets, turnips and radishes can all be planted under a snuggly blanket of frost fleece. Um, so that's typically for zones five and above, which is exciting. Um, that's kind of, you know, very, very common and the epitome of early spring veg, right? Right there is potatoes, carrots, beets, turnips, um, peas as well. Um, all of those are, you know, the starting of a great meal right there. Now, March is a good time to clear the greenhouse and uh, the potting shed or the garden shed as well. Um, and But really, the greenhouse, if you've got one, want to be definitely getting in there and spring cleaning. So things like cleaning the windows, um, taking stock of anything that you need to order, like new seed starting trays. Um, those kind of things are good activities to do on a mild day. And also um, taking a moment to to clean your seed starting pots and trays. So if you didn't do that after um, the season last year when you've used those um, plant pots and seed starting trays, then give them a good scrub now with hot soapy water. That's going to help reduce problems of diseases on your seedlings. So having good sanitation practices for um, your seed starting stuff is really good because it helps, um, you know, reduce problems like damping off and other things that are common for your seeds. Um, and uh, I wrote a whole post about um, the ultimate guide to starting your seeds. So I will make sure to link that up in the description of this podcast. Now, we want to also be thinking about our garden tools during this time of year. So wooden handles will need some TLC. So put some, rub some linseed oil on, on your wooden handles. And the metal tools should be cleaned and sharpened. So things like hose, pruning shears, secateurs and shovels are all so much better to use when they are clean and sharp. And it's much easier for you as well as the gardener, right? You're not kind of straining, trying to cut through something with, you know, dull pruning shears and it's easier to use you know a sharp spade when you're digging and having to cut through turf and various other bits and pieces than it is if you have a shovel that is blunt. Um, also don't forget your flowers this month. You know you want to be thinking about starting seeds of your annual favourites for transplanting um, you know outdoors later in the season. So you can start a lot of flower seeds indoors um, or you can even sow some cool season favourites outside as well. And flowers are a great way to attract pollinators to the vegetable garden but they also also provide that habitat for beneficial insects that helps you know with your pest management strategies in an organic garden so if you're interested in that then definitely check out the intensive gardening series on the podcast if you missed it well that's it for this episode I hope you enjoyed it stop in on the Facebook group and let me and other misfit gardeners know what you are doing this month in the garden and share your pictures I love to see how your gardens grow and until next time I hope you have a great week and that your garden grows beautifully I'll see you all next week